This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. I think I will start on Ronnie's prayer, the last part of his prayer. He said, 20 years ago, you could not imagine standing before a congregation in far away Aberdeen, Scotland. Um, it's important for us never to take the grace of God in vain. And I can tell you too, 30 years ago, I could never have imagined myself standing before a congregation, not by, by virtue of poverty, not by virtue of not having a day job, but not in the capacity of a voice for God. And believe me, that is huge. Uh, that people will bother even listening to what I have to say about God. But here we are today. You've got your own thanks to give unto God. And let's never ever get too complacent or too conversant with the goodness of the Lord. Praise the name of our God. Bless compassion, Lord. Bless Ronnie. <clears throat> and the work for that the dawn is doing, traveling up and down this nation of Scotland and northern part of England, protect him, Lord, and give him good results. Let your name be glorified. Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. All right, very quickly, I mean, we've, we've got quite a lot. We've got quite a lot going for us already. Um, you know, through the wonderful worship we had this morning. I want to applaud God for that. Fantastic. That was heavily. And also through the special rendition by the choir and um, so much in the speech that has been given between Ronnie and uh, Pastor Don. So we thank God for all this tremendously. Now, we, we as a church, I just speak for a few minutes, hopefully, hopefully just pray with us as well, and then we should be on our way. Uh, this month, we believe the Lord has called it a month of divine progression for us as a church. And our anchor verse has been taken from Isaiah chapter 46, verses 3 and 4, I will read. Isaiah 46, verses 3 and 4, I will read. You'd like to put it on the screen for me, please? He said, listen to me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, who have been upheld by me from birth, who have been carried from the womb. Verse 4, even to your old age, I am he, and even to gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. Hallelujah. You know, the first thing I discovered from the scripture is that the whole of scripture is firstly about giving us knowledge. Uh, because anytime we read scripture, we must always read the Bible with that in mind. That God's primary purpose of putting it together is to let you know something. Because in Luke chapter 1 verses 1 to 4, when Theophilus, when um, Luke, the physician, was writing unto Theophilus, you know, he, he mentioned unto him that... Is others have written something, but he is writing so that he may know in verse 4. Verse 4 is where I need. 
that he may know, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. Knowledge is very important. And that's what I'm going to base this particular short exhortation upon. We need to know because it is knowledge that God will use to move us to the next level. Hallelujah. Knowledge is very central. Actually, they say knowledge is power. You know, if there has been no knowledge of the Father, we can give unto compassion and the associated blessing with it, we will not tap into that. If there's no letter that the church service is holding here today, and when you come, that you can get blessed, and your life can get better in Christ Jesus, you won't come. We need knowledge through even the media, all the false, false, you know, various forms of social media and everything. Knowledge is very central to all we do. And, and, and I discover from the scripture as well, actually, that um, he said, because of knowledge, the people perish. You know that? And that's in Isaiah chapter 4, verse 6. Hear this as well. It's possibly or arguably the greatest writer of our generation or, or, or the previous generation that we know of. He said, ignorance is the curse of God. Knowledge is the wing wherewithal we fly to heaven. Who said that? William Shakespeare. <laughs> I was shocked. And that was profound. That if, you really, if God really wants to deal with a person, he will block his eyes from seeing what he has to see. And if God wants to help a person, he will give you understanding and knowledge of what you need to know. May the Lord give you knowledge. May you open your eyes to see what you need to see. Many are perishing and going to hellfire simply because they just do not know the way out of it. And so, knowledge is very central. And because of our time, and we've heard of that, that knowledge is power. So, I will give three general principles of increasing knowledge. Now, in the passage we read, hopefully, if the Lord permits us, we will break it into pieces. The kind of knowledge, we need need knowledge about God, because God said, I'm He. We need knowledge about ourselves, because we are God's people, and He was talking to God's people in that place. And we need knowledge about others that could put us in bondage from which we need to be delivered from. But that's not the topic for today. I just want to encourage our hearts, folks, that from now on, your attitude to knowledge will change. I know many of us, we've got so many, you know, degrees and, and all the rest of that. And praise God for that. If I were to ask for a show of hand, how many of you have got PhDs in this room? Many that probably are not aware will be astounded. Or are studying for PhD. How many of you have got two masters here? Thank God for that knowledge. But there are other levels of knowledge. Amen. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. So if you will have knowledge, number one thing I will encourage you to do or to, to, to have is you need to be very convinced. Somebody say very convinced. Oh, you're not sounding convincing. You need to be very convinced that without the right knowledge, you are not going very far. I can put it in current language that the person is toast. I can say the person will face spectacular failure. Because as I said in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priests for me. That is from serving me. Because you have forgotten the Lord of your God. Knowledge, you need to be aware and I can spend a whole day. But let me lift knowledge to the right place for you. Please check with me or check into Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 23 for me. As I mentioned, just run through a few things because uh, you're already loaded with a lot of information today. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Can I hear amen unto that one? Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Amen to that? 
nor let the rich man glory in his riches. Wow. Verse 24, what does it say? But let him who glories, glory in this, that one he and that I am the Lord. So, that should be the highlight of every day you have. Knowledge. The knowledge of God in one form or another. And that knowledge of God, the fact that as wretched as we are, God still has the mind of dealing with us. And you need to know how wretched you are. That as much as you have failed, God is ready to help you. That as clever as you are, the wisdom of God is cleverer than your wisdom. And so, all this knowledge should be the number one thing in our life. Number two point, apart from being convinced that without the right knowledge, you are not going very far, is be open and teachable. Be open and teachable. What is teachability? Teachability is the ability to willingly receive instruction and correction and also to profit from it. I take that again. Ability to willingly receive instruction and and there are two different and correction. There are two different things. And after receiving them, to profit from it. Some people love to receive instruction, but they don't like correction. Correction can be very hard. Correction is that what you are doing is not right. We need to do it another way. And so I've, I've def- de- decided to say, well, everyone in this room will say, if I ask you, are you teachable? We will say, of course I am teachable. We will say that. But I also want to challenge us that there are different levels of being teachable. Because if we have knowledge, you must be ready and prepared to receive and to use what you receive. Level number one of being teachable. And we're sharing the workers' meeting this morning. A major challenge of our time is that everybody knows too much. And so because everybody knows too much, everybody does not want anybody to tell him or her what to do. And that is, that is one of the greatest downsides of this generation. Everybody, he said, this is what works for me. And that's why the scripture, I must always bring Bible to the pulpit now, not iPad. I was going to say this scripture. It's not quite scripture. Give me a copy of the Bible. You know, things have moved. There's so much good to technology, but thank you. This scripture, that's more like it. Amen. That's why this scripture will remain life forever. But many a times, we do not take our time to believe that it supersedes our own idea. We know too much. If it works for me, it is right. Not necessarily so. So there are different levels of teachability. Level number one, as I would call it, is when you receive instruction and or correction compulsorily. That's level number one. For instance, Shaye, stand up. He has received, and he received instruction compulsorily. It's my dickhead. If I say stand up, he sit down. I'm sure on Monday, you see here that in various forms. It can be, please, make that delivery. Let that deliverable be on my table by 12 noon. That doesn't make you particularly teachable. You must deliver by, unless you get your P45. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we get, we do. That's level one. That's a higher level. Level two is when you receive instruction and correction 
when it is not mandatory to do so. It's not mandatory to do so. For instance, if maybe, you know, okay, maybe I'm sure you yourself might know what, because it's your a chairman of, uh, he's the president of your men's group. But let's say any of your peers talk to you, or, or let's say somebody comes around and just tells me, you know, in, in a lot of my colleagues, and, 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 you know, and say, in the order, there's nothing making me that I should listen to them. I say, look, Chris, look, do it this way, do it this way. Uh, it's not mandatory that I listen. I can choose to listen or not. And so that's another level. That's level two. And it's exactly not where we're going. That's level three. And before I move on, quickly came to my heart, between husband and wife, what should be the level? I will come to that soon. Should it be level one or level two before we go to level three? It, it depends. What did somebody say? I'm, I hope I'm not hearing the men say it should be level one. And the women say it should be level two. But what I'm saying is that in every relationship, it's important that we should submit ourselves to both. There should be time when your wife should be able to say, darling, you are not going out in that shirt. Because that shirt is grotesque. And I did hear that a lot. I did, I said. I know that I do. I did. I wasn't always like this. It took years of hard labor. So that's the level one. Of course, level two, in which both of you, you sit down together and you reason, and you don't have to take what the person is saying, but you don't decide, so that makes sense, I'm going to take it. So you see, compulsion in it is not because you are inferior to the person. I'm going to mention of that later. Because someone is not inferior to me. It's just that, so that things can run smoothly. That's why I say, brother, come on board, be one of the major helps in the church, and whenever I ask you to do something on behalf of Christ, the example I give might not be quiet, you know, that you will do it. So, but there's a higher level to that. The third level of teachability, I believe, is the one in which you stumble on some knowledge, instruction or correction, not because somebody compulsorily tells you or somebody mandated it. You are just going on in life and you stumble upon it. And not only stumble upon it, but you embrace it. That's also another level. That's a higher level still. Because you keep your eyes open as you go through your day. Maybe the Lord is going to say something to me. Maybe I'm going to get wiser in my relationship. Maybe I'm going to get wiser in my finances. Maybe I'm going to get wiser in my ministry. And so you are not doing anything, but you are just going about your life. For instance, yesterday, and that is coming very useful today. I was watching a television program, and on that television program, I watch a lot of documentaries and things like that. And there was this particular thing. And when you were singing, what was the last um, worship song you took? Be still, I know that I'm God. And uh, when the oceans roar, no, when the oceans saw, no, no, arise and the thunders roar, I will soar with you. You know, when they were doing that program, the program was about how birds. They leverage the wind to soar. If you have not listened to that before or you don't have that information, I will shine if you can allow me. There's something that they call thermals. And so when you say the eagle saw, they just don't saw anyhow. There's a way they do it. They do it by looking for thermals. You never heard of that before. I stumbled on that. What are thermals? Thermals are movements in the air that rises 
in such a way, and there's a way they know it, because they have very good eyes, he said they can pick at something as small as wind-blowing leaves in a particular way. If there's thermal, maybe the wind will not just blow side to side, it will probably blow in such a way that they know there's a thermal here. And they can locate where the thermal is, lift their wings until they get carried. And I'm starting looking when they were singing that song. I connected that knowledge with worship this morning. And the knowledge that I'm having is that, you know what, Lord, give me good eyes, because I'm talking about knowledge. Give me good eyes to know when something is moving and I need to take advantage of it. But yeah, I picked that knowledge. I was just doing something else. I just picked that something else. That Lord, there are things that are changing in the air. I may miss it. Those that know how to use the thermals and how to cruise on that, they will just pull their wings onto that. The wind come on that. They have little air, no effort at all and they saw. And yet I don't know. That's the time I'm flapping. I'm flapping. You don't flap. You don't flap at that time. When the thermals are coming, you just lift your wing gently into it. And so labor may cease. If just you know when the thermals are coming. And then, that was a knowledge. That was a knowledge that's going to bend me for the rest of my life. That's going to change my ministry. That every day as I walk around, is there a thermal in the air? There's a way that that person prophesied. I think the spirit of the Lord is brooding here now. That's a thermal. I just lift my wing unto it. That's a fourth level of teachability. The fourth level of teachability is when you deliberately look for, for instruction and correction. And that's a hard one. We look for instruction, but nobody looks for correction. Who of you came into this room today? Lord, I'm going to church. Expose all the ugly parts of my life and correct it. Maybe if you are spiritual, you will say, Lord, if you are exposed, you don't expose it to exposed. But the truth of the matter is that both instruction and correction, there's what meet us. So we need to consciously look for what will change us. We need to consciously, and that's the highest level. That's where we are going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, I just need to move on quickly. So we have said, number one, principle about increasing knowledge is to be what? Very, that without the right knowledge, you're not going very far. Number two, now, Many of us, I, I don't like slamming us, and I don't like being hard too much upon us. You know why many of us are not repeating what I'm saying? And for some of us, we're very good reasons. You know why? Because we are not taking notes. And that seems to be a rare act in our generation. You are not sending tests, Pastor Don, you are taking notes. And I can assure you, he knows quite a lot of scripture. He has quite an understanding of what we are saying, but he believes that I can add this to what I have. How many of us come into church with such a mind? We've gone, and, and, and I said, I don't want to put on a guilt trip, sincerely, but as I shared with workers this morning, it's been boiling in my heart. I went for a program yesterday, practically transformed my life. When this guy started, I remember very well when he started down in Bradford. We started, we're not quite about the center, but I remember when his ministry was very strong. He's moved on, he's now in teaching and communication with this. And I just oh, I said, I knew this guy for a long time. Let me go and listen to what. And that's what I do all the time. Build your knowledge. Those that have knowledge, they will control those that don't have it. And I tell you a few things about knowledge that you need to work upon. For instance, whatever you learn, go back and check it again. Because no matter how clever you are, you can only retain 5% of what you have learned if they check on you after five months. That's why when I ask after Wednesday, what did we do last week? We remember probably only 20% because we even know we're going to ask. I will mention all that later on. Bro, folks, 
place that's so much that we, this generation can't fail. We've got so much. I mean, I remember the days. How many of you were aware of those days? When you want to write a paper, you go to a library. And you go through those dusty books. My first dissertation, 1980. When I was writing my dissertation, Community Health, I remember very clearly. I got bad hay fever from those dusty books. And my library, one of the best libraries. And yet I got it. Now, the whole of my library, information in the whole of my library, we just occupy half of this. If they scan it into it or type it. Now, what is my excuse? You know, every, everything I mention here, you can check it out. You don't need to get, go. You, are, you agree with me? And so begin to even check me. If I say something you don't believe, just check. Yeah. And you, so you come here to talk. You better be careful because they are checking you out. You give a wrong definition of something. I said teachability is this one. You just say it's a pastor. That's the teachability. <laughs> We're in a generation in which you can't get away with anything. I simply, I'm simply saying that please, please avail yourself. And, and, and I, can, I can spend a whole day talking about One other thing, let me just take this one before I begin to close. One other areas in which we also need to leverage information is that don't wait until you get home. And all these iPhone 6, iPhone this, uh, glass, Samsung this, Samsung that, they are there to be used properly, at least on every one of those things. If I will suggest unto you, what are two, at least four apps that must be there? Leave Browsing, leave um, email aside. Give me two other ones that should be on your app. Eh? Okay, you version of the Bible, yes, one, and dictionary. I think anybody that is serious to really learn should have those two, and they are cheap. In fact, they are free. Including, which I remember when I was writing my dissertation, including pronunciation of the words. Most of the time before I come here, I check my pronunciation. I remember when I was writing my dissertation, that very dissertation. I never forgot. I never forgot because the lecturer told me, he said, Bele, do you want to spare your own life? <laughs> the man chipped the thing. He said, I, I said, I'm not writing, I'm not writing PAD thesis. Just go and submit something. But let me tell you, when I was going to present it, there was a name of one of the people, of the authors that I quoted on it. I didn't know how to pronounce it. The name was P-U-G-H. Well, you know now, there's an English woman in the play. Maybe she was having me on. I went to her. I said, how do you pronounce that? Because I mean, it's just, just, if it's G-B, I know how to pronounce G-B. But P-U-G-H, what is that? But yet, you can click anything now and just know the pronunciation. What I'm simply saying is that, please, let's be a people who will just leave the realm of ignorance and go to the realm of knowledge. Because that is the only way forward. I believe the point is made. Hallelujah. Finally, number three, knowledge is available. That seems simple, but it's profound. Knowledge is what? And I've alluded unto that. God is the ultimate source of all knowledge. Amen. Amen. And he gives knowledge freely to those who will seek him. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. Proverbs 2, verse 6. The Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, come knowledge and understanding. The Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth, come knowledge and understanding. I ask of you in the name that's above all names, please look up unto God to give you knowledge. Daniel chapter 2, verse 21 also says something along, approaching God that he may teach you how to know. 
he may reveal things to you. Daniel chapter 2 verse 21. And he, God, changes the times and the season. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He's the source of all knowledge. Ask him, he will give you. And just a few bullet points around that. Number one, purpose in your heart that you will learn something new every day. Practical points I will give. Purpose in your heart that you will learn something new every day. Amen. Read with a purpose to increase in knowledge. Take note or record what you hear. And I mentioned, as I've mentioned to you before, go back to your notes. Also, ask questions. Your life depends on getting answers to the right questions you ask. A third of the, by some estimates of the New Testament, are answers to questions. Ask questions. It does not take anything away from me. Ask a young person questions. A lot of the questions I ask, I ask the younger generation. How do they say this one? What does this mean? We've left that generation in which you are the know-all. There are so many things you'll be shocked that your children know, your eight-year-old knows, knows that you don't know. If you just bother to ask, oh, by the time they are 14, they should be professors telling you things about what is going on outside that you may not be aware of irrespective of whether you have been around long or not. There's a new realm of information that they do have that we don't know. Ask questions. What does this mean? How did they do this one? And as you do so, I'm sure God will increase you in the name of Jesus. Avoid those who denigrate knowledge and will not change from doing so. Avoid those people who place that knowledge. Oh, is it? That's what we desire. It's not about, let me just have money. Let me just have this one. Avoid them. And some may even be here when we're talking about it. Immediately we leave. They will probably talk to their friends and their spouse. I pray not. And say, ah, all this heavy thing about knowledge. Come on, just pray. That miracle will happen. Well, miracle happens through knowledge. Miracle happens through knowledge. And we will pray that God will do mighty things in our lives. But first of all, he says that then you will know the truth and it's the truth that sets free. You will know. You will know. You need to know the truth before you can be free. And so it's important for us to pay attention. Ask God to open your eyes to see things you normally would not see. In Luke 24, 45, he opened the eyes of those two disciples going to Emmaus and finally apply the knowledge you gain. And that is so central. Apply the knowledge again. All these things we have said today. Will somebody live here today and make up his or her mind and say, every new day I will make greater efforts to know more? Or we just shrug it off and say, well, pastor's preach on Sunday, he has done his bit, I've done my bit, I've said amen, we go home. Or you make up your mind and say, my, that can be life changing if I apply it. I will not be the same thing like this. I mean, check me six months, you will not be the same person you are seeing. Because any time I open my mouth, people will say, well, you're quite, a ripper. you're quite a reservoir of knowledge. Because you decided to take action on what we've been told today. And it's only what you have inside you that will come out when you need it. Because many at times, you know, we open our mouths and talk. It's whatever you, you, you put in that, we, that demands we put upon later on. Nothing inside, nothing will come out. I pray the Lord himself will help you. The Lord will help us. And we shall leave the realm of ignorance. We shall move to the realm of knowledge.
I didn't call it realm of low knowledge. I said ignorance. Call it the name that it is. We are all ignorant to one level or another. You know, we, 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 we part things too much. We walk too much in ignorance. If we, let's hit it hard. You rather want to default to that. I have knowledge, just I need more. No, I have ignorance, I need knowledge. And I need to move away from ignorance and move to knowledge. And it's available to you. Are you ready to call on the Lord today? To say, Lord, fill me with that knowledge. The, the knowledge that makes free. The truth that sets free. Spend a moment or two and call on the name of the Lord. In the faithfulness of God, he has said that we should take time just to pray for individuals and we will still do that. But please ask him. Whatever is killing that desire in you and I, whatever is making it so difficult for us to, to stand up and, and, and just seek after knowledge, reading the book of the Bible, find out the background to it. Find, find, find the background to it. I think one of the speakers here this morning, I've forgotten, was finding out, you know, Lord, why did you say obedience is here? It, it, was, it, was, it was done. He said, Lord, when, when I read it, what, what? That, that's a seeker. Ask God. Say, obedience is better than... Now that came out, probably not part of his creed, but he had it in me. God answered that question, and that was profound. Sacrifices, and I've learned that, and I will apply it. Sacrifices on your own terms. Obedience is on the time of other person. That means you need to submit your will, which is very hard for a human being, for you to obey. Sacrifice is what you give according to whatever you have. It might be painful, but it is still within your own realm. Nobody forces you to sacrifice beyond the level. But how did we know that? Because we applied and we sought wisdom and we sought knowledge. The Lord of all knowledge will fill our hearts this afternoon. He will fill our hearts today. We shall move from the realm of not knowing to the realm of knowing. They that know their God, they shall be strong. No. It's all about knowledge. You want to rise up on your feet with me, brothers and sisters, for a little while? Hallelujah. 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 The key to that breakthrough you are having, through knowledge, you will have that key. You will. You will. You will in the name of Jesus. We got into property ladder in London. You know how? We just stumbled on, it, on, on that information. That they were doing just towards the end of right to buy. Do they still do that anymore? Margaret Thatcher started it or somebody started it. And towards the end of that, 19, early 90s anyway. And then they said, just a friend told us. I said, look, there's a right to buy. If you stayed in a council commission for so long, you can buy it. And they will pay part of the deposit. That's how we got on the property ladder. And gave us good money. How did we know that? Because somebody told us. How will you know where you should break through? Because somebody will need to tell you. And God will only send somebody to you to tell you. When God knows that you're going to be receptive. You will not be defensive. You will not feel like, well, who is it to tell me? You are a manager to this person before because of the situation in the oil industry now. And this upstart, you probably call him, is now telling you how to break through. What do you know? Well, you're not going to hear that. You're not going to. Unless you're prepared to be open. And I said, anybody, anywhere can be used to inform me of what I need to do to break through. Is somebody listening to what I'm saying? So it's a serious matter, brethren, because the Lord is saying this is the key. 
This week will not end without you. If you open your heart, receiving life-changing information. Oh, your amen is lukewarm. You don't understand the gravity of what I'm saying. Life-changing information that will transform all your areas of pain into areas of blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus. That is the pressure over your life will be broken. And it's going to come through a particular knowledge the Lord will grant unto you. I just like to pray for us. So if we may just lift our hands, if you are able to, just lift your right hand to the heavens. The Bible says in First Timothy chapter 2, it says, verses 1 and 2, it says, let all men, generic men, all people, lift up holy hands. And so when we lift up hands, it's a sign of surrender. It's a sign of love we want to receive. It's a sign of just as you pledge in the courts that, you know, I, I affirm, we don't swear. I affirm that I will do this. Your right hand lifting up unto God is that, Lord, when you answer this prayer, I will testify. I will use what you will do in my life. And it will bring glory to your name. Father, see our hands lifted. Unto you we lift our hands. And I ask in the name that's above all names that all these hands lifted unto you in surrender and as a sign that we are in need, putting up our hand that if God wants to touch somebody, yes, my hands are up, but my hand is up, I want to be that person. So, Lord, our Father, release unto each and every one of us this very week. The needed knowledge and information that will transform our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. The one that will transform our spiritual life so that struggles will be over. The one that will transform our relationship in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because one, one, one person here, you will be connected unto your destiny in relationship. And because you made up your mind that you'll be open, the Lord will send those destiny help us your way. And the name of the Lord shall be glorified. I decree in the name that's above all names that the knowledge you will need to step into your healing, it might just be to praise Him. It might just need to pray a particular prayer. It might just need to relax in Him and do nothing. Whatever it is, Lord, for us, whether healing, whether provision, whether ministry, whether career, whatever information we need, spiritually speaking for us, that will help us to step into our blessings. Father, release them to us this week in the name of Jesus. I pray this prayer, Lord, for the team that came here visiting us. The Lord will open your eyes. We release information to you to penetrate and get more results than ever before. It's not always about doing it the old way. God is the source of all knowledge. That's why it's called the omniscient, all-knowing. It's nothing does not know. So from all that you know, Lord, for that particular family that have been struggling in their relationship, all that you need to have it resolved is released unto you today in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you will struggle no more. You will struggle no more. The Lord will move you forward by His Spirit and power. By the name that's above all name, we all receive a newness. He has promised that it's going to progress us. Are you going to give us divine progression this month? Lord, we move forward in your power in the name of the Lord Jesus. We move forward in your power in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
and we shall not be stuck in our past. For that court case, the Lord is stepping in right now and it's going to give you help. It's going to turn it in your favor and he and he alone will be glorified. Father, I finally pray. We can put our hands now if you still are. Father, I finally pray that every heart here shall be humble hearts. We shall have hearts that are humble. Remove pride far away from us. And when you finish training, because the Bible says God gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that in due time he may lift you up. You only lift those who humble themselves under your mighty hand. We humble ourselves today. We pray it as a corporate prayer. Even anyone that is not even there yet, we stand together as a body. And we pray it as a corporate prayer, Lord. We humble our hearts. Please lift us up. Let your name be glorified. Thank you, eternal Father. We give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.